tomorrow and that is it for us today and we will leave you with a I can't do it we'll do it live we'll do it live do it live I can I'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks This is the Afternoon Drive on 103.5 OOTW, home of the back-to-back, and they call me Woody, and with me as always, Ian the Intern. What's up? Producer Pete. This is Mongerman38. A.K.A. Smeagel38. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, formerly known as, rather. Well, FKA. FKA. Yeah. Be on the lookout yep. for the uh, the first line of OOTW radio uh, merch with uh, yours truly, producer oh. pete on the uh on the front yep. <laughs> fka smigel fka smigel smigel 38 also yeah mm-hmm. good to go uh but yeah we're back regularly scheduled programming uh we we're talking before the uh the show a little little pre-production meeting how nice it is just to have a little little routine back in the uh the old uh, radio world facto um yeah it's been uh it's probably been what Two and a half months since we've been able to do a, a back-to-back week mm-hmm. pod here. June twenty something. Yeah, I think we got three out in June, and then mm-hmm. I was took you know a little summer break slash COVID break, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I think we should be uh, rolling here. But uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty normal pod going forward. Just uh, classic uh, recapping the week, starting off. Which yeah, it's been a full week. I was thinking for yeah. whatever reason that like it was less than seven days, but it's actually been more than seven. It's been eight days. Yeah. Yep. Eight days. But, Time uh, is flying like crazy for me. I don't know about you two. Would you say that it's because you're having fun? Yeah, part of it. Mm. Nice. I think definitely for me, time is flying, but that's just because there's just a lack of substance still. I usually find it when when I got lack of substance or like lack of like purpose and direction or whatever, it goes way slower. Not uh, for me. It's like, um. Like, if I'm having fun and, like, doing stuff, then it'll go by super fast. But, like, also when I'm at home and I'm just not doing anything for four days in a row, it's like, oh, my God, four days has passed. I haven't done anything. It just feels like a blur. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could yeah. see that where if um, you just don't have that many things to, like, detail out it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The summary gets really short. Um, but, like, when you're in it, it, it even moves fast then. Yeah. Oh, man. I have so many times when, like, those situations 
Like right. for me right now, I'm like, holy shit, it's already 4.30 or 4.40. It's already August 13, bro. Yeah, I know. It feels like the summer just started and it's <laughs> almost ending now. Mm-hmm. It. That's a good point, though. Like, is the... Did it feel like a summer this year? No. Do you guys? It did and it didn't. Okay. I mean, it did because... Because of the weather, obviously. The weather and I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because up until now in my life, if you don't have anything going on, it's because it's summer, right? Typically. Yeah. Only the other thing would be work. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like summer because I literally didn't do anything. I don't think it, like really any <laughs> of us did. It's been a while since we've any of the three of us at least have had like a summer break like you know summer vacation for school and stuff but we, we haven't had a job though right mm-hmm. so i've had a job yeah. going back to summer vacations all the way till i think the summer when i was 15 was the first year i had a job so and in 14 i had a paper out but that was year round so that was a little different you, you know you play sports and whatever but i just remember like that summer specifically was like one of my favorites played basketball in like my front yard monday through thursday and that would work like thursday through sunday um and that big baseball practice and stuff sprinkled in but like yeah this is like the first summer where it was like i was like 10 again yeah which is weird yeah i don't know it's just not i'm interested to see though in two months it's gonna be the exact same (laughs) (laughs) if not worse we'll be in another lockdown (laughs) colder weather that's the only difference yeah that's why i gotta get out of here man i i'm looking forward to the winter yeah i i was thinking that the other day um mostly because it's like hot and humid but like yeah i yeah there's a couple things i was watching on tv or some sort of like you know movie or whatever something was on a screen that was moving parts and uh it was like you it was like you know like in a in like inner city like winter uh gray scaled and this also might have been just something i created my hand of just like a, a like a mashup of like a bunch of stuff that i've you know seen in the past but um where you're walking with like some sort of coat on like jeans on like not really you know boots i guess if you want to but you know sneakers or whatever and i it's not super cold where you're miserable but it's cold enough where like i don't know how long i want to be outside for like you could see your breath and like i don't know there's times in the like the winter like if i'm like downtown st paul or downtown minneapolis like just walking to somewhere and that happens where like the world will start to slow down a little bit because that's how I've seen it reenacted in movies of yeah. like the classic, you're like kind of looking around, you take like a deep, long exhale and you can see your breath. And it's just like that gritty grinding it out. Yeah. It sucks for five months, but it makes those seven months just feel that much better. Um, is it seven months though? It's seven months it's, where it's not shit. Yeah. Like absolute uh, shit. It doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean that it's not like, <laughs> hey, there's still like a 40 to 5 degree day in the spring or the fall that catches you on and off, you know, in an off way. Um, but it's not four. I, see, I guess. And salty as shit and fucking miserable. So like, that's what I guess my five months, seven I'm, months. Uh, I'm eager for September. Interesting. Yeah. Why is that? It's just a little bit colder. Yeah. Just a oh. little bit. That's all I want. So many people okay. dump on Minnesota, but I think I think the dramatic weather changes makes me personally enjoy especially the summer more when I only have it for three months. Mm-hmm. And then like at this point I'm like, All right, I'm kinda getting sick of this hot weather. Yeah. And the cycle repeats and keeps you on your toes. I just don't do winter. I I don't <laughs> know if I'd appreciate warm weather year round. As much as I appreciate it here in the summertime. I mean, I think you get used to it. 
you know, like that's like if you move to LA, right, California. Yeah. I mean, the warm weather changes and cold weather changes. So like for you, cold weather that sucks would probably be like 60, you know. I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah. I would not mind at all 60 degree cold. As the bad, as, as the bad, bad. I, really, it would just it would. I don't mind it even when it gets so down well. to zero. <laughs> oh, as long as I don't have to stand out there for hours on end, I no, don't mind it. No, 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 I don't even do snow. I basically here's how I look at it: is what are those? What do they call the old people that go like south for the winter? Um, uh, uh, rich white people. No, no, there's a word for it. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I I don't remember what it is. Uh, but yeah, it's just basically like all the like retired people from like the northern part of the country. They all go to like Arizona or Florida, right? I want to say like, it's like something bird or something. Yeah, I forget. It is definitely something with bird and like migration yeah. and like flying south or something. But um, I totally understand and I appreciate that. Where Christmas, where it's brown and yeah, it might be sixty-five, seventy degrees out in like southern southern parts of the United States, but like. There is some sort of like appreciation of like a white Christmas. That's, that's like, why you gotta keep the family here, yeah. so that you, <laughs> yeah. you come back yeah. for Christmas. That, that probably would be the ideal. Yeah, is to be stay able through to like the New Year's. Switch between two different areas. Yeah, and that'd be my biggest thing of like, because there's always I explain this all the time every year where it's like there's that day in January, where you're just like you wake up, you gotta go to work, you gotta be somewhere, you walk outside, and there's just snow on the front step. You look at your car, it has like five inches of snow everywhere, and like the, the driveway isn't shoveled, so you know this, you're just going to be stepping in snow to push snow off of your car, and you're just like, fuck this. I'm just fucking done with it, and you're, you're like in the middle of it. Maybe it might even like the start of it lately. Sometimes these winters run into like mid-March, but that there's always that one day where it turns from like Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, New Year's, well, all snow appropriate, appreciative, to I don't want to brush my fucking car off anymore. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I think uh, I wouldn't mind too getting the perspective of, and maybe we'll talk about this later in the the pod in the in the uh, in the main topic of trying out the warm weather year round. Because even like Southern California, it's Hopefully like 50, 60s. You know. <sighs> maybe I'll just be able to like, I'll just be there with you, experience yeah, just taking it in. Go. I mean, yeah, it's not like shit's yeah, going Yeah, me, Woody, here. and Mr. O'Grady are moving to Nevada, right? Yeah, Las Vegas in Las Vegas twenty. Well, it's almost 2021. Probably Mr. 2021, O'Grady. 2022. Mr. O'Grady, yeah. Who's that? JP. Oh, really? For whatever reason, Pete always just refers to him as Mr. O'Grady. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls me Mr. Pete. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah. We uh, what Pete get some more uh, some networking done here at the U when he goes back this fall, Dude, and I'm then uh, forward to... can tell all the uh, all the honeys that are after uh, after Monger Monger. Uh, Monger Man's uh, banana, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, that hey, come 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 see me at my pool. I'll be out in Las Vegas. I mean, my relationships are gonna be going bananas <laughs> after reading Ape Shit. Oh, man. Oh, we, I haven't shown you that, Ian. We got it. No, no we, got, think we it's got also got to record that probably oh, after yeah. this. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Jumping into uh, per usual. Yeah, we're recapping the week. Eight days. It's a whole lot of nothing those eight nothing. days. Um. I guess I sent a pre-portfolio out. Mm. That's right. Um, For your modeling? Yeah. Any feedback on it? Got some feedback. Ooh, okay. I need to take some more shots. Um, 
with a little bit different vibe than what I thought was. Okay. And so this is this is a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is good. We just put something together and we sent it out and we sent it to uh, my friend Cam's boss to have her look at it, right? Because yeah, she's yeah. more and she's like, "All right, good start." let's change some things. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So that way I'm not just sending out this thing and just getting rejected. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, it's got a little pre-screen Good. Um, action. So yeah, okay. I can probably, hopefully maybe take these um, Saturday, Sunday, but we, <laughs> yeah. So that's about it. Otherwise, Cam's been just sending me um, apartments and stuff. <laughs> Links. And they fit in the budget. I mean, you make more money out there. So everything else is more money out there, you know? Yeah. But right yeah. now, honestly, these things are probably really low. Right? Yeah. So you get like a one yeah. bedroom, one bath for like 1500 a month that aren't, and they're not like garbage dumps. Yeah. They're not. Okay. All right? Okay. And I mean, you think, I mean, if you're in the Midwest, you're like, holy crap, that's like high. But like you go out there and you're not living in a trash can in like some sketch part of town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that second part is more important to me for that specifically, especially going to a a huge city. You know, Minneapolis is big, but it's not huge. Not right. Yeah. And you don't really know because anytime you go there, you're visiting. Right. You're not living there. You know, you can trick yourself to pretend like I'm just living here for five days, whatever. But like you You don't know the tough parts of town of like that's for me where I'm like, listen, I'll I'll take a little bit less, pay a little bit more as long as I know that like, hey. Mm -hmm. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm going to have like amenities. Which is, yeah. Which is nice because she's doing the looking for the, all these apartments. <laughs> yeah. Um, She texted me the other day and she was like, dude, I keep looking at apartments and furniture on like Facebook marketplace for you. I'm like, nice. Yeah. So I got someone covering all the bases. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so this is sick. Um, Otherwise, I'm trying to think what else. Suburbia drop was today. Yeah. Um, little slow feedback. But I totally expected that because it's just like the basic white tee. I did not expect anything crazy, um, which is fine. I still wanted to put something out. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and that's about it. That's fair. Yeah, no, it's the uh, – back to the price though. One bedroom, one bath, which I hope it has a bath. It um, <laughs> And most of these had laundry on site, oh, like in yeah, the place. That's dope too. Corn suck, but whatever. Um, or I mean, but I mean in, in units. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's – clutch too i just went to the laundromat last week to just like every like three months not that like the washing machine here can't do a comforter but like i it's pretty tight and so i kind of like like every like three four months going to a laundromat and just like putting in one of the big fucking ones and being like okay i know it's gonna get fucking washed here yeah. type thing um it was like 13 bucks total it's expensive actually for how yeah. many loads just the two comforters what it's not cheap the dryer's like pretty a quarter cheap. a load no fuck no uh, i know it was more it's the dryer was not bad 40 seven, minutes seven for 50 each yeah so so here's like how it worked it was the dryer was just 250 for 40 minutes and it's pretty high powered like 40 minutes is pretty good um and then the washing machine was 950 so it was like 12 bucks um and then yeah but like there's that was just because it was the biggest one they had because she's like well listen you could put both comforters won't fit in the second biggest one it'll overflow um you could put one in one each in one of those size ones but that's like 550 each so you're paying like a dollar 50 more than just throwing them both in the big one it's like all right 
But yeah, I was just like kind of shocked. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like six bucks to wash, and then like two fifty to dry. I thought was pretty fair. But yeah, it's. I think if you had to do that every fucking week, and that's just two comforters, right? So luckily, my I just fucking throw all my clothes in there and shit, right? So I'd probably. But it's, that's actually like forty bucks a week, in just laundry costs. That's crazy. Ugh. That reminds me of dorms. Yeah. The dorms. Dude, I, the good thing the U it came with tuition. But really. Yeah, well, when I went there, at least. Damn. Yeah. Berkeley? I, nope. <laughs> Even though you're paying out of your ass to be there already, it they're nickel and diming you. It was like four to six bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Our, it was ridiculous. Well, when I say, okay, well, Iowa, you got a certain amount on your card for laundry sure. and dryer and stuff. And if you used it, if you didn't use it, sorry, then it was whatever, you know? Yeah. You, you get um, reimbursed for what you didn't oh, okay. use. But... If you went over, then you got to start paying for laundry. So, like, if you, you know, had to wash some things more than once a week or something, then I got kind of dicey. Yeah, yeah. I Luckily, I was at Winona, and, and, you know, I was coming home every other weekend anyways. So, yeah, I mean, I would just do laundry then. And if I had to, right, if I, like, shorted or something or was staying, like, three weeks instead of two, um, then I would pay and it was, yeah, it was probably like three bucks a load, two bucks to dry, so like five bucks total, which as an 18-year-old kid, that that can be a lot. So I get that. But, um, yeah, laundry's one of those weird things where it's just like I don't – I just don't get it. Like rather, I don't get the people that are just cool paying for it versus yeah. like finding their own like in-unit like mm-hmm. washer-dryer kind of thing for sure. I don't get it either. Like that's like a huge thing for me. Yeah. But yeah, no, but yeah, kind of back to like the, the price and stuff. I, if you get one of the more, and granted, this might be a lot nicer here than what $1,500 gets you in LA, but like a one bedroom, one bath, laundry in unit, you know, full kitchen, they're building so many new apartment buildings right now in the Twin Cities. Those are all like 1500 1600 yeah. 1700 bucks. And then a two bedroom is like 18, 19, 2000 a month. I think my sister's paying like. Uh, with parking, I think she has to pay like twenty one hundred a month. Technically, it's a two bedroom, two bath, right? And she's right. one, you know, it's a corner. The only corner units in the in the whole building are that. But she's like a one bedroom's only two hundred bucks cheaper a month. So why not in a, pay, in a worse part of the building? Yeah, yeah. why not pay two hundred dollars more for get, get an extra room, <laughs> almost twice as much space, and <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it it's that's just, that's just the price of what things cost these days. It's yeah. not a it it's not that big of a deal. Um, I think that in your, well, I don't know. Yeah, let's call it in your stage before you get married. Okay, so if you get if you're planning on getting married, like in your late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, whatever, then it's probably just your twenties in general. Uh, if you're planning on getting married earlier, then it's yeah, obviously stuff changes. But like that post college to like before you're married point, you should expect to have rent at some point north of a thousand dollars a month. Just that's just what's going to be, and then it's probably going to be closer to like $1,500 a month just to get used to like almost for me as a reminder, like, Hey, this is why you want like more than just you. Cause this yeah. really sucks to put all this on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to be able to have dual income and all this other shit where you're not doing all of it. Like, remember there are pros to getting married. Mm-hmm. There are right. pros to like relationships financial or partnerships or whatever. Yeah. Financial gain. Yeah. All this other stuff. Right. Like, not having to be alone the rest of your life, not having to be like everyone, <laughs> not everyone thinking you're a fucking loser when you're like 50 years old. Like, like there's tax benefits. Like there's, there's definitely things, 
But like one of them being like, you should remind yourself physically for like a 12 month lease that, Hey, uh, just, you know, like this sucks <laughs> by yourself, unless you're in a job where it doesn't matter. Right. In which case, like then I don't know it, the other stuff is still going to suck too. So, but yeah, I don't know. It, I, I was like today now, especially like I'll have friends be like, Oh, that's so expensive. Oh, you're paying that much. Whatever. I'm like, it's 2020, man. Like, you're kind of using 2006 prices and, or like 2012 prices. Like that's just not the reality of the world right now. Things get more expensive as we get older. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish they jobs would pay better and I wish college tuition would stop going up and shit like that, that <laughs> fucking figures into it and student loans and shit. But like, um, I wish it all climbed at the same rate, but rather than th- some things going first. Yeah. So it's, just, it's not to me, it's like, that makes sense. I would have thought that, like, you were probably looking at stuff in the neighborhood of, like, 2000 a month. Oh, no, no, no. Which, yeah, it's, it's just kind of how it is, but I don't know. I Yeah, I've thought about it. And, it, like, you know, the thing is, especially out there right now, it's like you need to be making at least 2.5 times the rent each month mm-hmm. to, like, qualify for those places. Yeah. So you're making You could do co-signers. Yeah, yeah but, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, but, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I, uh, it, I mean, it's it's fun to look at these places. Yeah, oh, for sure. Me. Um, so we'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, a couple months I'll be out there. But they're, I mean. Damn, they, you think that soon? Yeah. Wow. I mean, if it happens. If it happens, that's it, happening. It, it, it's, it goes at the speed it goes. And this, and like, yeah. this, this relies the, on being accepted as a model? Yeah. Okay. Um. Otherwise, we're going to continue on my two-year plan yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that I had set in place. But, yeah, man. Um, I mean, this is the way I look at it real quick, you know, to get back on track. Um, student loans don't kick in for another like five, six months, you know? And so it's like, I go out there, say I get out there in two months, you know, I have four to, and then you can, I could defer if I had to, but I got four free months to figure something out. And when it's not working, if there's no hope Mm -hmm. in four months Mm -hmm. of me being able to, you know, support myself or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well. I come back, yeah, and we continue the two-year plan to get back out there. To get back out there, yeah. I mean, like, there's in my head, there's not a whole lot of loss. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's like, true. That's true. If not this, compared to the potential gain, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, let's say I lose what ten grand, but you went for it. But I went for it, and, yeah. and I learned yeah, from it, exactly. and now I know what to expect going back out. And yeah, I mean, might not have some fun before. Things. That's good. Yeah, yeah dude. So no, yeah, yeah. The only, the only like, like, to me, the only like hole in that plan, which is the whole same hole for everybody right yeah. now, right? Is just like COVID related shit. Yeah. Like right, and it's like, it sucks because it's like, it does. Everyone's playing by the same rules in mm-hmm. that sense of hey, is it September? Is it October? Is it November? When is the next? When is the second wave lockdown gonna happen? Because it's it's coming. And if it doesn't come, great, right? I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I want it. Right. But, like, but at the same time, I want it if that means, like, it's going to be beneficial for all. So, um, or luckily, if, you, know, you know, even if it does come, I mean, hopefully I don't get it, right? Let's say the theory come out there, right? But the entertainment industry and that whole spiel, that continues to move mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Which is some sort of job security, in a sense, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's just... it. It's, it's a lot tough. of people. It's a lot of people. And yeah, I don't even know about the getting it part of it that I'd be like super scared about. It's just more the, the income. Income and just like the world stopping again. Yeah. Of just like listen, the first time was like this weird like 
All right, guys, we can do it. Who's that like World War II woman with the red bandana on like the poster? Oh, like, like, we can like, do it. We can yeah, do it. Forget like, her name. Woman or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the general, I felt, feel of the world. I think the second wave is going to be more like pointing fingers. Yeah. Of like, you it's got like, us here. Fuck you. It's, it's already, like, that's already where yeah. it is. Um, I think that's what's keeping us from getting to the second wave <laughs> is... Yeah. All right. Um, we still we have didn't, it. We yeah. didn't crush the first wave by now, so I'm not gonna wear a mask. Yeah. The, I feel is, is 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 not not people not wearing a mask like still a big thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yes. I thought like we were kind of past. It. I no. I knew there was gonna be like it's not gonna be a perfect like transition into it, but I didn't know like it's still that big of a fucking deal lately. Yeah. Most Jeez. of them are conservatives saying it impedes on your freedom as a U.S. citizen. On your constitutional then, rights. Then, yeah. Hey, maybe then we should stop like telling like what eighth grade girls can wear and like whether or not they're fucking big thing. straps on their That's fucking the tank schools, tops. Like a lot of um, do it all the time. Schools are getting blast because, yo, you can tell a you know eleventh mm-hmm. grade girl that they she can't wear this kind of tank top, but you can't force a student to wear a mask to school. Like, that is so backwards. Oh, yeah. Like, how are you going to, you know, yeah. say, nope, he doesn't have to wear a mask, but you you have to wear a, a tank top with, you know, straps that are mm-hmm. one and a half inches thicker. <laughs> like, grow up. I know. It's like, so my st- God. Like, hey, maybe we should, like, instead of, like, making already, like, mentally unstable, because I'm calling all eighth graders mentally unstable, <laughs> not, like, point out any specific yeah. part of it, but, like, everyone is, uh, like, specifically the girls that like of like how they're dressing and how that's whatever maybe like work on the, the boys I'm like hey guys don't be so fucking rapey um yeah. like amen like i don't know just a thought like hey that's not okay don't fucking do that oh well, well, no like i don't know whatever to the point of like bringing back creep. the ruler yeah. or like the paddle of like some like corporal punishment shit because again that shit's fucked up too but like there should definitely be some like hey dickhead shut the fuck like quit doing that yeah and and whatever but no i don't know it's i didn't, I didn't know the mask thing was still I, I mean, schools, I, yeah. fuck. There are schools that will not enforce, especially like Georgia. I saw a lot yeah. of photos. Yeah, kids don't have to wear masks, and it's like full capacity. There's yeah. no regulation. I was like, oh my god. First of all, that school should be shut down for starting school this early. Like, fuck <laughs> like fuck you. It's summer. Wait, they started already? There's yeah, some schools, well, yeah. Southern states start in like mid-August, but they also oh. get out in like early May. Yeah, fuckers. Like, it's not better. Do you guys see that clip of the? The guy in Costco who he refused to wear a mask in Costco's company policy is you have to wear a mask, everyone in here. Mm-hmm. And he, like, there's, I think it's a female worker is like, sir, either you put the mask on or you leave. And then he freaks out and he yelled at her. He's like, you're threatening me <laughs> in the middle of Costco. Uh, and then uh, he got fired because, you know, people dosed yeah. him or whatever. yeah. yeah. Which I don't fully support, dosing. Um, anyways, that's unrelated. But I thought that was funny. There's a <laughs> lot of people like him. I was gonna say, yeah. it, like it's those like big stores like that too. The Sam's Clubs, Costco's, Walmart's of the world, where it's like, for sure, like just that's the kind of people that go to those stores. They're trying to like find deals or whatever. My, and, I don't know. My biggest thing about people like that is like, if you're making like, if he's that big of a jerk for trying to wear a mask, mm-hmm. imagine all the other shitty stuff he's doing oh, to people. Yeah, it's like, dude, you had this coming. Get fired. Yeah, GG. <laughs> no, it it's oh, no remorse. It probably shouldn't be any for it. Yeah, it's just such a weird, weird thing. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There was a point when I was working back at uh, one of like the colleges I worked at, where I definitely had like 
I said, I'm more than willing to have a conversation over this. But if you're not willing to even have a conversation over it, then I'm not doing anything about this. Mm-hmm. But like, let's go talk about an understanding because I think there's some real, like, not to mention just the mass thing is like the freedom thing. I, I don't know. I'm, un- they're coming I'm from. undecided on like what my stance on that part is. But like the whole, for me, of just like the idea of like people need to look a certain way. It's like, well, you want them to look a certain way be- because of like historical things and and like systemic things. You bring up like the idea of like it it loosely for me touches on like systemic racism where it's like, no, you just want me to dress up like this one guy who you imagine doing the role anymore. But like that's not like the only way to do this anymore. Otherwise, then you need to throw that theory out of the window of like, hey – there's only one way to do things. It's like, really? There's only one way? Because how many times have you gotten to this point? And it's not all white people, like supervisors that were, weren't all white that I've had this like, like conversation with. A couple mm-hmm. were not. And it's like, how many times have you gotten to do something because someone along the way established the theory, hey, there might be more than one way to go about this. And so I think you can also do this. And I think there's just been, like, a history of showing that, whether it's been like uh, – civil rights, women's rights, whatever you want to go to, where it's just like, no, hey, maybe, like, other people can, like, do things too, and it's not just like this. Uh, it just, it, there's roots tied to that of forcing people to look a certain way and wear, like, a piece of, like, silk or nylon that just points directly at their genitals from their neck. Like, you don't have to do that to be successful. Um, otherwise, that would mean if you do do that, you would be successful. So, I don't know. I, I The mass thing, like I said, it's like... To me, that's that's more of it. Where I'm like, eh, I I get it, but at the same time, I, like we were mentioning with the with like the monitoring what students wear in school, specifically, usually like girls in schools. Of this seems incredibly hypocritical. Oh, it's completely. And there's when there's that set happens, and when there's you can't be consistent on doing anything. That just directly impacts whether or not like you're a trustworthy like individual or source. And if we can't do that, then what's the point of us being here? Mm-hmm. Especially in schools, that's super fucked up. But yeah. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a pretty much impossible task of what they're gonna have to do to try to have the 2020 2021 school year for like, the, especially in the K two K the the K through twelve like section of the country. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely not like the way to do it. I don't think. But I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Pete, recap of the week. Yes. Well. I finished my remix, not remix how you think of it, where you make an EDM version of the song, but I went back in and redid the mix of one of the Honcho songs, Mistakes I Made. That's right. And comparing them side by side, total difference between the two. So that's been pretty rewarding, seeing how much I've gotten better at mixing since February, I think is when I finished that one. So that's done. Yeah, because I think we're in LA though. We had it when we, we yeah we were driving yeah. to it in LA. Yeah, so yeah. It must have been like a really February. It's on Valentine's Day is when it was released. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And then made my first YouTube video that I'm pretty pleased with. I I went hard on adding bells and whistles to it. Just posted it today. It looks good. I I, this, I made the comment earlier about that of like, it looks like what I would call like professional YouTube of like the camera styles and angles used, like the cutaways, the transitions, like all of it is like very much like professional YouTuber, like feel 
It's awesome. I think it's awesome. Like it, it's like, are you going to make better videos in the, in the future? For sure. Like, but like for like what it's at and like the, like the, what you're trying to get at, I thought yeah. like that part of it, like conceptually, like had it like nailed, nailed the, uh, what's that saying go? Nailed the head on, had nailed the nail in the coffin, nail on the head. Thank hit you, the, Chase. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a big step from my last video and you know, I try to, I try to be learning something new every day and I'm probably going to be focusing more on these transitions and they call them lower thirds, which is like when you're watching a video and then text appears, that says like, follow me on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. like creating those for the next week. I want to definitely be making more consistent YouTube videos, like more in-depth stuff because i've been getting kind of bored just on the instagram only grind remind me to show you this thing that you buy and it's the animation for like subscribe follow me on my socials thing it's like a plugin for final cut mm-hmm. because right. it's it's really cheap and it's super sick yeah yeah i'll check it out if it's less than five bucks it's just worth buying those kind of things too instead of having to create your own and just yeah, like yeah. waste the time to do that because those things are usually pretty perfected um are you a final cut guy ian are you um, technically I an airdrop it to you i don't have final cut i'm sure if you can airdrop logic i bet you can airdrop final oh cut. yeah let me bring my laptop over next time i don't have any anything i mean i have the adobe premiere download oh yeah you but yeah. like i've never used it i just started using it it's super similar to final cut it's not really that different um, some of the like stuff is in different spots, but, um, the, at least with, I mean, I'm sure Final Cut has this too, right? The nice thing about when I booted up Premiere for the first time was, uh, like they have like lessons that you just do and it yeah. takes you like two hours, right? But it goes fast because it has like its own fit, like footage and stuff and you're doing all these things. And, um, that was super helpful. Like that was a huge lifesaver. Otherwise I was going to do it the old fashioned way and just look up a YouTube video and like watch and follow along. But um, which I still do for like a lot of the detail stuff now, but, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta boot that back up here this week. All right. So I just brought up the prices. You can get like certain ones. So you could only buy like Instagram if you wanted to, or you could do like Instagram and YouTube. I think this, so, but you, then you can get bundles. Wait, you're buying the full animation like graphic or just yeah. the animation? All of it. Oh. So it's basically just a plug-in. So yeah, once yeah. you have this, you just put it in, and then it'll do its thing. But it's like 15... Yeah, I'll maybe look into that. 15 to $40. $40 bundle is like all of the social medias. I, I also... And, it, and it'll input your um, Instagram username and Twitter username and your YouTube channel name. When you buy it, you just yeah. plug it in, and then it'll generate it and then email it to you. Yeah. I gotta show you this. I definitely try it out. I also I want to learn how to do it from scratch too, because then you sure. can create your own very customized stuff. Like I want to add stuff with a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure if you Taylor buy it, you could. Yeah, figure yeah. Out a way that's to, why like, I'll tweak check it. it out. I I think there's a sh- chance though that it's just like, all right, type your Instagram handle in, and we're gonna, just gonna put that text in our template. And yeah, oh, for it. sure. And then you can move the template around. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, but maybe not. I'll check it out. Yeah. There's one other thing I think I wanted to talk about. Uh, been gol- I went golfing oh, yeah. again. Yeah, I'm your golf, the golf career. bug, thanks to Woody. 
uh, especially when you uh, when you buying that new set. Probably. Well, maybe this fall if if I can find a good deal. You'll be right by where I would go. Just go to Second Swing. You're gonna be living right by it. Um, is it in Dinky or where is it? Uh, it's technically in like the Como neighborhood. It's on okay. Hennepin. Um, it you, you'll you'll see it. It's 280. You take Hennepin. It's super easy to get there. But uh, yeah, just go in there and like they have all the used stuff there. You can find stuff and put stuff together. And um, I bet too you could Craigslist a decent amount of it. Yeah. Um, especially being a lefty, like I'm sure they're just like trying to get that. And then again, slowly over time, just piece together. If you're looking for something similar to the set you have now, just to like have two sets that your brother can have one or you can have one. I bet you could find a lefty set on Craigslist for like 200 bucks, including everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, again, it'd be pretty beat up. It'd be whatever, but you might find a couple of gems in there. You never know. And then just like, that's like, like I just mentioned when you brought this up yesterday or whatever, where for me, it's the fun of it is like replacing it and like, getting new shit every year so if if you don't necessarily enjoy that part then and you're fine just having a you know a, a old set of whatever and just being able to go out and hit a ball with it that's that's definitely doable for two three hundred bucks on craigslist but um if you do get super into it and all of a sudden like want to get better and start understanding some of the stuff with like technology and whatever in it then then yeah might be a might be a two yeah three yeah probably under three and yeah, maybe not depends well yeah you can keep it under three thousand it's a big it's a big commitment that's crazy it's a big commitment but i don't know it's fun chase is over there well like, at this point a good set of irons is eight to twelve that's yeah crazy so, we were saying yesterday driver, like even a year old 300 yeah that's crazy already, even if you get like a base level like set of blades you're at 859 another 350 for the driver you're at 12 real quick Putter costs three to four hundred if you want a decent yeah. one. You could find like a, a new older Odyssey though, probably for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying, if, if we're buying newish stuff, yeah. like year older better, you're looking at yeah. easy fifteen to two. Yeah. Like Damn, that's, that's crazy. Even, like, that's not top of the line stuff either. No, no, that's it's like we're looking at entry <laughs> level, like lower top level stuff. Wow. Uh-huh. You're on top of the line stuff, you're three, four grand. <sighs> it's so fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't bought a putter because I'm too damn. Yeah, yeah. Dude sells a hundred thousand dollar roof. Can't even buy a putter. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then. Shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be like that. The last thing is, I'm really gonna be honing in on beats to smoke too next. As in like part two, like number beats two. Beats to smoke in general. Two. Okay. To release it, it. it, I want to release it in September. Is it another EP? Yeah, it's just it's gonna be six. Beat to smoke two type beats. Gonna uh-huh. run an ad. Already got the ad panned out. I don't know if I talked about it on here. I think you did. Well, at least you told me about it. I don't know if you talked about it on here though. I'll just give a quick rundown. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna. I'm not sure the exact number of people that I'm gonna have, but let's say four to eight people. Short clips, like three seconds. They'll be listening to a beat on Beats to Smoke too, and then they'll pause it and be like, "I need a blunt." And okay, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a very wide range of types of people: white, black, old, young, fat, skinny, right? Every same response every time. I need a blunt, <laughs> and then it will cut to me, and I'll I, I'll probably have my manga manga teach attire on, and I'll be I'll say, I need a blunt is the most common response after listening to Beast to Smoke <laughs> too, and then. I haven't thought the rest out, but 
I might have like a diagram and be explaining <laughs> yeah. it. I'll run an ad and hopefully get over a hundred monthly listeners on Spotify. I think that's very doable. Not maintain that. I just want yeah, to get that just, number. Just get to that yeah. point. You never know, man. You never know. It might just Dude, get to some of the songs or beats on there though are my best work. And <laughs> I think it'll get listened to. Oh, yeah. Especially if I run an ad. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's uh do you ever get worried that like what if this is the best app? I mean, I, I know like you could sit there and say, I got a bunch still to learn. I'm at just, you know, scratching the surface of stuff and whatever, but like for whatever reason, say something happens where like just between like skill level where it meets like creativity and like ability just to i don't know put stuff together in a way or like just the sounds you're hearing and like just like in your head and like that stuff um that like because there's plenty of examples of this right in music of first album was awesome their next two albums sucked and like do you ever like when you're making stuff get to that point i don't know it's a weird point to like admit at and i don't feel like this is like your personality but ever get to that point of like man i don't i don't like in the moment feeling like I don't know if I, it gets better than this. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I, I've thought about that at one point. Like, you can kind of do that with any skill in your life, right? Like, what if I never have a better round of golf than I just played or mm-hmm. whatever? And I get so much enjoyment, especially with doing full songs, like producing with a Kemi. I get so excited over each new song that doesn't really matter to me if I produce my best track because i'm not tied up too much in the result that makes sense i think so i think so too yeah it it's like a weird thing to think of because i think when when it's happening you just always assume that you'll either get another shot at it or that as you get older with just like life experience and also like skill experience and development that it'll get better but I think there's so many times there's also probably plenty of examples where better or best is just chart success for musicians. I feel like too, where like first album awesome. And then they feel like really some of these songs and some of these things I was doing like skill wise and like also like deeper meaning or whatever was better on my second and third album, just for whatever reason, didn't, it didn't take off. And there's probably a bunch of reasons of that related to like studio stuff and, and, you know, airplay, but like, I don't know. I just think even taking outside of music, I mean, how many, I mean, there's whether you go to sports, there's plenty of stories of athletes that have a great two to three year run at the beginning of their career and then just don't, then just lose it. Fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or whatever. And it's, again, like I said, you just, you just assume that you're going to get this, like, for whatever reason, you're entitled to have whatever, like, the average or standard amount of, like, chances that something is. But really, you probably aren't. And it does, it depends. I think one of my like favorite stories in like basketball wise to try to like avoid getting too specific of it was there's this tall dude his name was Roy Hibbert he was like a 7-2 center um and one year he went from like being an all defensive guy like huge like reason that the the Pacers went super far in the playoffs gets this huge contract um to go be like the center focal piece for I believe it was the Lakers and then literally that first season of that new contract the league changed to it's not about having a guy that's seven feet tall that can block shots and protect the rim. It's now about having a bunch of dudes that can just hit threes. And that's the one thing he couldn't fucking do. So all of a sudden, literally it seemed like overnight, he was now like unusable as a basketball player. 
Right. And it was the craziest thing where like he just signed a four year, I think it was like four years, seventy two million dollar deal or something, where it's like he's here. And it's like he's gonna make, you know, after taxes and shit, thirty to forty million dollars to go be a seven foot two dude. And now he can't even get on the floor. Like they're trying to look for reasons at practice to not put him out there. Like stuff like that where I think that's like weirdly I wish the money part was more relatable, but like it's kind of relatable to like you're kind of only as good as how how decent you are at adapting to the times, and yeah. if you can't do that, you'll you'll just kind of get, get pushed to the side well, really fast. That guy just sounds to be in a very unfortunate situation, and I think you could talk all day about you know what if this happens. Um, there's so many. What do I? How do I want to put this? Um, that just asking what if over and over again. So what if what if hip hop falls out of favor, right? And all mm-hmm. my skills go to shit. What if I never make a decent beat again? You know, the list is endless. And I approach creativity with a sense of acceptance which is I don't have control really whether the finished product is good or not. That's not up to me. Mm-hmm. And ever since I started doing that, cause I used to stress over, Oh, I got to make this great beat. This next beat I make has to be great. If it's trash, then I'd freak out where now I don't really care if I produce crap. And it's kind of a paradox where when you stop caring or, you know, just let things run its course. Let the muse run through you. Decide whether what you create is good or not. Then your quality goes way up. Hmm. Yeah. And I think I think one hit wonders and people who have a great first album and then produce crap the rest of their career, I think they probably just get in their head and try to rewrite the first album. I see yeah. what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, or, like, just recreate what, what? they just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, then yeah. they can't because yeah. that wasn't what the was, paradox. Yeah, that wasn't what was driving that first album. Like, it wasn't yeah. to create, you know, maybe you could, maybe, and I don't even know how, how strong this holds up of, maybe it, you could try to convince yourself when you're creating something, we're just trying to create this to be great or whatever, produce, if you want to keep it in music, to produce a one-hit wonder and then a great, like, second single and then if you wanted to go back and try to copy that again, but again, yeah, it's, it's, but sometimes you see that like, even if you <laughs> yeah. don't try to do that, it just flops. Yeah. Case in point chat chance, the rapper's last album, not the a big fan day that thing. He should be arrested for that album. <laughs> that was so bad. I it thought was, it was very well received. No, really? Dude, he was getting, his fans were sure giving him death threats. Really? <laughs> Serious. Jesus. Dude, that it was a huge flop. Wow. Yeah, that thing is trash in my opinion, not gonna lie. Um The big day, huh? When yeah, I'm in the it's just like it's there's no good songs. It's like twenty tracks of him talking about his wedding. Dude, these these albums that have twenty plus songs need to stop. Dude, fast. There should not be over twelve <laughs> songs on an album. It should be eight to twelve. Because <sighs> Because when you get these twenty plus song albums, you get quantity maybe one to th- one to four good songs, and then sixteen trash songs. Yeah, 
sometimes a 16 song album will come out and be like, all right, this yeah. is pretty dope, all of it. But I th- for th- me, yeah, if you're going over 16 tracks, oof. That's why I'm not a fan of Drake or not a big fan. He has he has a ton of bangers, but so much poop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. Juice World though, his album had a ton of songs. Oh yeah, but they're all good. Yeah, but that's he's just probably the best dude. Example. I think I think if Juice World didn't die, he would have exceeded Drake. Really? Hundred percent. Really? Yeah, dude. Do you th- okay, but. I think what part of makes Drake successful, though, is he has the, like, charisma of an actor, of, like, a celebrity, right? So it's not necessarily I all think Drake music, music uh, which is, which is admittedly, like, has to be really good to have the kind of success he has, right? He right. Has, or have the right people around him. doesn't matter. Whatever. That part of his career has, like, a really good, like, sense of what it's doing, where... Also, though, that also props that up or helps kind of subsidize some of maybe like the things that are missing is he's a dude that's been acting on like TV shows since he was 15. Um, He, again, the story of him where he starts in Young Money, that group, and they have a pretty good banger as their like lead single. Um, They're tied to Lil Wayne at the time, who at the time was like the 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 number one rapper, right? Top 10 in all musicians, like kind of felt like untouchable. Right place, right time for Drake. But you think of like Drake, Nicki Minaj for sure. Both came out of that. I think Tyga came out of that. Um, and then I think there's one other guy. But yeah, it. I think it'd be interesting. I think he could because it would have been built I, completely on dude his. Dude would rap go career. in. I mean, all of his songs are practically freestyled. I think no one's down with the skill, but I think to be yeah, yeah. like at the level of Drake, there needs to be some aspect of celebrity. I mean, I guess, yeah. So that, that that's the only but that's the only concern I have. For I that. think, ooh, you I think, think he could have got the it. Potential he would have been one of the was, greatest. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the, the the potential of him was yeah greater than anybody. But like rap, though, is that weird thing where the greatest MCs typically are not the ones that are the, considered the greatest. Like the no, no, I don't think Juice is the greatest uh, rapper. I think his his sense of melody and just song, the fact that he can make so many songwriting in general is. Off the charts. Trying to think making like, what's hits. A, like, what's a good comp making for hits. him? That's good. They're all hits. He There's a part like, in his yeah, album. Yeah, you can c- compare Drake directly to that. He's not... Well, Drake might, is probably... Is he considered, like, a very good rapper? No, I'd say he's more of a pop star. Yeah, yeah. Juice is more comparable to that versus being a lyricist, I think. Okay. Juice isn't considered, like, just a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a much more talented. Yeah. But Uh, like now, Drake. I think. (laughs) They all were. I think that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's cool because there's one part in his album where it's like an interlude and it's just a bunch of other artists talking about him. And it's like Eminem and. I mean, I'm just going to use that as the main example because he is just like, in this interview, he gets asked about him and he's like, just clearly, he's just, he's like always mind blown hmm. because, you know, you see Eminem, he's an off the top rapper. He's probably one of the greatest lyricists, if not the greatest lyricist of all time. And while Juice Will is not necessarily a lyricist, but he's like, the dude can freestyle forever, you know, and he's just like, the potential is endless. I don't know. But yeah. to get back on track. No, that's a good point, though. Like, it is interesting to think of, like, how 
and we'll never know, right? That's the shitty part. I forgot he's yeah. dead. Like, that, mm-hmm. It's kind oh, of one yeah. of those weird things too, where it's yeah. like, it's like we'll just never know in terms of like, but it's fun to, to kind of look at a snapshot of something and think, to have like those endless like possibilities to sit there and kind of be like at the at the beginning of what it feels like to, of like the the journey or whatever you want to call it, and then like look like forward into into it all, um, which kind of ties into like the topic we had for this week, going back to like a point that like we were all there. Uh, for us, for for us, when I say us, I mean literally like the average American, like human being, um, like that first decision that you get to make, where, you know, outside of if you're gonna go like, you know, if you're making sick beats and you're 17 years old and selling them to like big time producers and stuff, that's one thing. But like for the average guy or gal, it mostly that first like decision you make is like figuring out what college you're gonna go to, and then yeah. like how that that decision has like a crazy ripple effect to like almost like everything else you do after that, weirdly enough, but like just kind of like going back and looking at some of that stuff. I don't know if either of you can jump in right away. I just like thinking for me, it was what who I'm 12 years ago, 13 years ago, figuring that out. See, it's summer. Uh, yeah. Close to the 13 years ago. And like trying to like figure all that stuff out and like what you want to do. And then having to like make a decision that's going to directly impact that. I think about that. I mean, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. Just because of how random I think my interests and life has gone sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was like high school. I really wanted to go into like pharmacy. Right. So I picked my college based on that. Yeah. Like that was the only determining factor. And that is so naive. And, you know, I. I, I, not that, the that, greatest financial. That's pretty common, though. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, for that, for that it's age, very yeah. common. And it's like my parents, you know, didn't really – they told me about some things. Like, hey, you should really consider this, though. But, like, I guess I didn't – I don't remember them saying this. Yeah. They are like – my dad was like, I did multiple times. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, I was dead set. I was like, this is the one. It was, like, yeah. at the time my first choice, and I got in. Yeah. Right? And I was like, checkmate, you know. <laughs> but then – you know, fast forward eight year and a half, two years, transferred out. But yeah, that first decision was weird. Yeah. Um but yeah, the 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 criteria though, when you're that young <laughs> it's it's bizarre. It is. It is. And just like the mental process isn't there for some people. Me it wasn't there. I d I couldn't think I mean if you're, you know, I'm not saying I was sheltered, right? But it wasn't like I was facing hard reality at 17. You know, I was fortunate enough to not have to do that, right? Yeah. And I think because of that, uh, like, I mean, it clouds your judgment, you know? Because sure. you don't, I mean, I was naive, you know? I, did, yeah. I couldn't get a, you know, a full scope of the situation of reality and how that impact would, like, affect me in the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I think of like the. I don't know. I it probably is. I think was it naivety or naivete or whatever. It is probably naive to, to think that at that age. And that's probably like the. But it's so common. It's super common, right? That's what so many people are doing. Of like, I know I want to do. Th- it, it's funny how many things you quote. <laughs> no, like certain. I want to be a pharmacist. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to do these things. And you don't really even know what the fuck they do. No. Like you're just like, oh, I think they make a pretty good salary, which you also don't know what a pretty good salary no. is, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's all these things where it's like, oh, it's, 
I know these things are going to happen, so I'm going to do this. And part of that, too, is I think it's a good indicator of whether or not, like, a 17-year-old has gone through actual, like, adversity and had to face real, like, barriers that felt actually insurmountable. Not just, like, that test that, like, you don't really do well in that subject right. and you get super nervous about it and then you do decent on it. And you're like, see, I can accomplish things, right? That's bullshit. Like, actually, like, the there's the, the kids out there that grew up with, like, shitty upbringings. Like, hey, I didn't know if there's going to be food on the table. Or, like, hey, football was my only way out. Otherwise, I was going to be at the fucking 7-Eleven the rest of my life, like, just drinking fucking 40s out of a brown paper bag. Like, shit like that, where all of a sudden they're, for the most part, just kind of interacting. There's a few people, like, interacting. For, that's their story. Uh, and there's out there, like, probably more famous examples of it where, to them, all of a sudden the decision-making process is based off of, like, actually knowing – when I like shit hits the fan, how they actually hold up where for probably the three of us, we never had to face real, like actual hardship. Like, hardship. Yeah. So for us, we think that our track record's pretty good of when our parents are telling us or somebody like that's been through it, like, Hey, you should look at these things for school. It's like, you know what? Even if you are right so far, I've been able to figure my shit out in life for these 17 years. I'll probably be able to figure it out when I get to that, if I do even get to <laughs> that. that. Is a, yeah. Like, it's this weird, like, like accurate. Uh, yeah, this weird, like, inflated, Ego. like, un- unrealistic belief and, like, self belief that, you know what? So far for 17 years, I've been pretty fucking good at figuring it out. I bet I'll be able to do it then. And then you get there and you're like, huh, I can figure it out. But you know what would have been easier? Just fucking listen to them two years ago instead yeah. of being in this shit situation. So That's why I, I, I'm not kidding. I always listen to my mom now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even joking. I've known my mom to be wrong about like an opinion on something one time, I think. And I can't even pinpoint what that one time is. <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding. I listen to every single opinion Damn. and pretty much do it because she's never wrong. Did she tell you to not buy those shoes? <laughs> was that the one opinion no. she was wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. No. No, she didn't. She didn't tell me not to. She was like, don't, she never said don't buy those. Or that. I, I feel like you told her after the fact anyways. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she might've thought that was stupid. She definitely thought it was stupid. Um, but she never told me not to. Okay. But I, I can see that. I think it's, I think we should stop telling, you know, 18 year olds, even the 20 year olds that, uh, you know what you want to do even if you feel very strongly like I want to be an engineer because passions fade, interests change, burnout's super real. Like I kind of would roll my eyes when my freshman year at the U and I met people who are like, (laughs) oh, I I know I'm going to be a dentist or I'm going to law school. One of my homies, he changed. So before, (laughs) before we started freshman year, he wanted to be a mechanical engineer, I think it was. Then he's, this was all in the first semester. He changed his mind to frick. I, there's like six different majors in there, like math, marketing, whatever. He jumped through six different majors that he wanted to do and ended up in psychology by the end of the semester. And it's, it's scary that we give 18 year olds the option to make a, in many cases, a hundred thousand dollar decision maybe more depending on where you go to pick what you think you want to do the rest of your life. No. Based on how you're feeling at age 18. 
how you're feeling when that your day. Decision making <laughs> isn't even fully developed in the brain. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, I, it's funny. I'll just kind of piggyback off that thing though. Um, like all my friends, you know, some of my closest friends, you know, from Iowa, we all met on the pre-med floor, <laughs> and only one of us actually ended up kind of staying in the realm of what he was doing. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And there's only like four people on the floor of like twenty something that continued that path you know yeah and i mean we were on the pre-med floor right and my older roommate mike he was always gonna go be a biomedical engineer and he's and he just got his master's in biomedical engineering mm-hmm. so like yeah he's the only one otherwise we're not doing even the one dude with the most potential to be a doctor i've ever seen yeah he's like nah went to business i mean it makes sense i mean first of all that was very uh that was very gary v of you to say it that way I thought that was, yeah, that was very was. clutch of you. <laughs> that, it's one of the few things I agree with him on. I wasn't even well, saying I, I do yeah. agree with him on certain things. It's just I I think a lot of his platform is used horribly. Sure. I, I was just more saying like the delivery of it of the he I feel like he's a big like listen, we need to stop telling. And, like he's like he, well, he yeah. speaks for like a lot of other he, people while he I speak. He seems to yeah. be almost anti college. He and is anti college. I'm, I'm, I'm not anti college. What I was gonna lead to is I talked to you briefly about this podcast I was listening to, Woody, which was comparing the Tiger Woods to the Roger Federers of mm-hmm. the world, which is Tiger Woods at age two, he started golfing, right? And golfed eight hours a day at yep. least until age whatever he became pro. And then they talked about Roger Federer, who didn't even start playing tennis or didn't hone his skills until like age 14, 15, whatever. And anyways, the the guy was asked a question like how would you reform education if you could and he brought up a really interesting point where he says it might be a good idea to randomize your classes at least in the beginning Hmm. so you don't pick what you choose it's you get randomized subjects so you you try a wide variety of things and often things you'd never think to take a course on right and it's backed up with statistics about people. I wish I, you know, memorized these statistics so I could bring them out, but people who specialize later end up making more money in the long run. Hmm. Um, but he says you should try a wide variety of things before you specialize in a specific subject. So I think it would be smart to not allow you to declare a major until your third or fourth year of college. Yeah. And I think you should be trying a wide variety of things in college. Yeah. No, I would agree with that take. I think when I like working at, you know, college and stuff where talking with students and thinking back to my, how like I went through it too. Um, you know, at the time you only know what you know. So especially like in, in high school when you're trying to pick stuff, like you only know what you've personally experienced. I mean, you can take other people's perspectives too, but I think you're also aware of you need to make the best decision for you. And while you might find a lot of similarities in certain people that have done certain things and relate to those experiences that they had, you can't also, and this part probably comes on later in life and it's something you're probably not conscious of at the time, but you definitely were doing. You just didn't probably have like the language for it or the vocabulary, but you can't let other people's experiences live for yours or count for yours. You have to still go and personally do those things. Otherwise, you're not like it it's not going to hold up so yeah when you think about like the 
the choosing major stuff, the the colleges and the universities that really kind of emphasize doing generals first and just doing general kind kind of you know liberal art learning of here's some the generic five categories or whatever you need to take x amount of credits in each one of them you need to take a science at the lab you need to uh i don't necessarily love the foreign language thing i wish they would do like a cultural exposure which foreign language could count for not the other way around where you can either choose to not do it or do it but if you do choose to do foreign language you have to do it to a certain level Uh, i didn't love that part of it that's why i chose specific schools because i didn't want to be forced to have to take a foreign language um but letting them again kind of like what you're saying of just get used to being a college student being exposed to all these different things that are foreign to you in the sense that it's not from where you came from um and it's not stuff that we talk about at the age 13 to 18 level this is just different things and you're also having conversations and engaging with adults that are talking to you as just another person not talking to you as like an elder and a young person or a teacher and a student in like a classroom setting um, and then, yeah, figure it out. I, I, I think of how many majors I declared. I started as an English major, and then I went into business, and then I couldn't take online tests well, so I failed microecon. Or I think mm-hmm. I withdrew on the last day possible because I was failing. And I was like, well, business isn't going to happen. And then I think it was going to be education for a while. And then I transferred to the U and was looking at uh, sports management for a while. I got super lucky that uh, like one of my teachers recommended the major I ended up choosing and I was a double major up until my second to last semester of my education. I think I only had to take like three more classes in sports management would have been a double major in that. Um, I was also going to be a double major, double minor at one point. Um, yeah, it was, it's not something like things just changed over like a five year period mm-hmm. because again, you just kept meeting certain, like meeting new people, like having new life experiences. And again, only knowing what you know, like, I only yesterday I only knew what I knew up until yesterday, but now like I just if met somebody different or I like, had a conversation with somebody or experienced or did something, you just gain new information and it just certain times it'll definitely just completely change your like your perspective or outlook, and I think that's like that's not a bad thing. I think it's only like you know detrimental if you if you feel like it should and you choose to not accept that it is. So like. Where you're like, no, I, I know I'm exposed to this, or I know I, I kind of actually weirdly feel like I agree to this, but based on my past stuff, I'm just going to go with that and just mm-hmm. without actually feeding into that, if, especially if it's anti your personal process. Like if your process would tell you to change to it, but then you just choose to not change to that, I think that's something where it's like you're just only like doing yourself a disservice where you're just put, you're setting yourself up to put yourself in this position where you get to a point where you're like, I didn't want to be here. It's like, well, yeah, there's probably somewhere along the way. And there's tons that we all probably do that are at like a – small level where it's like little mini things um usually for me it's like eating certain foods of like i know i shouldn't eat this food and i told myself i'm not going to but fuck it taco bell at 2 a.m here we go and it's like stuff like that where it's like you just end up in places that you you again don't want to be at um and that's the biggest thing where when you're 17 you just haven't done that enough but to know hey like this isn't gonna affect you tomorrow it's probably not even going to affect you next week, to be completely honest. Like, you're, you're not going to feel it. If you do it or you don't do it, you're probably going to be at the same place in a week. What you don't know is you haven't had enough chances or times where if you don't do this thing, four years from now, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And you're going to really fucking, like, have a difficult time figuring it out, especially on the first and second and third go around. And I think when I go, like, thinking back to that and the transferring, too, because I almost didn't transfer. I got in. I applied as a joke and mm-hmm. then got in. 
and then again like had like a certain experience where it was like fuck i gotta leave i really love winona i love it too much but like we gotta go take this chance and went from like one of the smartest kids at winona state to like one of the dumbest kids at the university of minnesota and it's the four week change so yeah i don't know it's kind of relating to a little bit that but i know it's weird because all three of us transferred yeah and you kind of mentioned a little bit uh starting at iowa and then was it just like not wanting to do pharmacy anymore and just yeah saying there's nothing else here i want to do or kind of but it was more of the financial sure um realization and i kind of found myself like dude if i'm going to school in iowa for another four two two to three years I'm probably gonna have to start living here full time for another two to three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hated Iowa as a state. I found that out um, just because it sucked. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, dude, friends are gonna move home for the summer, or you know, go on trips or whatever, and I'm gonna be here by myself or yeah, here with just yeah. one other. That, that would be to get in-state tuition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so That's silly that Minnesotans don't get it. Well, Iowa purposely doesn't allow it because then. And everybody in Iowa would leave. So oh, it's, so it's, they don't get in Minnesota? Because they, they want kids in Iowa to stay in Iowa. Sure. They don't want sense. they don't want newer generations leaving. Yeah. So it's their to my understanding, it's their I are their method of keeping people in Iowa. Um this is the reason why they don't give reciprocity to Illinois. You know? Same thing. Um so yeah, I mean after being there for two like a year and a half, two years, I was like, I'm gonna have to start living here. Um, you know, financial burden is just only going to grow. You know, why don't we just take a chance and just transfer somewhere else? I mean, transfer home, yeah, I mean, home, but like to the U of M. But that makes sense. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was just the realization that doesn't come until you live through things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. until you, yeah. So yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like when I started at Winona, I didn't start there with the intent of transferring because I wanted to go to the Neither U out of high I. school. Didn't get in. Didn't even get waitlisted. Didn't deserve to be. But like, uh, I went to Winona just because all my buddies were going there. I was like, cool. I'll just go hang out with them for four years, maybe five, and then figure out life when I turn twenty-two or twenty-three. And it's it weirdly happens that way. Like if I just were to yeah. describe it, like that's how it happens. But like also too, like it also doesn't happen that way at the same time. Like it's an easy way to summarize it, but there's so much more that goes into it. It doesn't just, you don't just turn an age and like graduate college and then all of a sudden just like, oh, now I'm ready. Like I'm a big believer and ready is not really a thing. You're either just yeah. doing it or you're not doing it. You can mm-hmm. prepare and you can plan for it. But once the moment comes that you have to decide, am I going to do it or not do it? There's no being ready for it. It's just a decision that you make. And you're either, and then once you make the decision, you either just are doing it or you're not. There isn't like a anything else to it. It's very binary in that sense. But um, for, for you, Heath, though, you transferred kind of like specifically – you went to a music school then because you're at the yeah. u yeah and then like did you did you know you were going to eventually want to transfer to berkeley or was it more like a what's this is now an option i'm going to go try for it and then it just kind of all worked out well so i when i graduated high school i didn't want to go to any college i was just i was kind of one of those edgy kids like oh i don't want to get an office job that i hate <laughs> you know yeah yeah and so my parents pretty much, well, they really pressured me to go to the U of M and I had good grades in high school. So that wasn't an issue getting in. And then I went to the U the first month there. 
all I did was like, you know, party, get shit face on yeah. the weekends. Why and not? I went by in a blur and I'm like, I'm, I haven't done anything important <laughs> this last month. Like I still had goals. Like I wanted to get better at guitar and whatnot. And, uh, I, I did think about auditioning for Berkeley, but at the time my guitar playing abilities were ass and I stood no chance. Like felt like I stood no chance. And looking back now, I really didn't because yeah, yeah. I didn't practice that that much. I hadn't been playing too long. So after the first semester at the U, I, I like hated it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to, at the start of the second semester, so January, I was like, all right, I'm going to audition for Berkeley in August. And I'm going to spend the next eight months really practicing for this every day and we'll see what happens i i think i put my chances of admission at like 50 50 maybe okay by the time i auditioned so yeah. i wasn't super confident i was gonna get in but um, you thought there was a decent i shot. thought there was yeah. a chance yeah probably probably more like 64 60 percent i'd get denied oh, okay jeez um well because when you go there and you see the talent, it's insane. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and so practiced. I finished my second semester at the U and I hadn't enrolled in the fall. Um, and my audition was in August. So I wasn't going to be returning to Dang. education in the fall. Okay. And I, I kind of put, put it all on the line. <laughs> if you want to say that, yeah, yeah, make yeah. it dramatic. Sometimes that's the way to go, though. I, I agree. Dude, that was the audition was probably the scariest moment of my life. <laughs> just to the pressure of just knowing that, like, this is kind of like, listen, there isn't, like, we're just living in mom's base, mom and dad's basement after this if this doesn't work out kind of thing, or just a pr- scariest because well, you really not, wanted Not it. living in mom and dad's basement. It's like, but it was like, well, yeah, metaphor, this is my like one that. shot to get into the school. Yeah, yeah. I had to fly two boss into audition, and when you're they had it set up so there's an auditorium you're just sitting in the auditorium <laughs> waiting to get your name called they call you one by one uh, and did you perform in other people in front of other people that are also performing no okay so it's okay no 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 okay. <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> you got taken back um by by a student there that was like volunteering or whatever they put you in a practice room like, all right, you get 10 minutes to warm up. <laughs> I'm just like shitting my pants in there. And then they call you in and you audition in front of two faculty members. Sure. So not not the scariest audition when you say it like that, but at the time you're shitting your pants. Yeah. And the stakes of it. Yeah. 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 So it was an audition and then an interview. Uh, anyways, I ended up getting in. I didn't figure out until I didn't hear back until September 15. If oh, I was going to get in. Okay. And got in. That was, that was a big win <laughs> feeling. I remember that was an awesome feeling. Did you scream louder after you hung up the phone of that or whatever, read the email or the letter or after your first dub in call of duty? I didn't scream when I got accepted to Berkeley cause it was early in the morning and I couldn't wake up my, my roommates. Fair enough. But if I was living here and I saw the email, I would mm. probably scream louder than my dub in Warzone. <laughs> Although I do get really pumped with Warzone dub. Yeah, it and it, no, you, and we know it's coming because it's like five seconds of just like in the back, just ah ah, and then it's it's, it's like oh, is he is he watching porn or no no Call of Duty still Call of Duty yeah yeah just 
just build the build up to it is just like the oh he's either about to die or he's about to win. There's two people left. That's pretty much it comes down to. Um, so September I get accepted for the spring semester. So I'm leaving in three months. Yeah, yeah. So September I'd be going to school there in January. Okay. Were you only there for a semester? Yeah. Okay. And it was a amazing experience because it met so many cool people. Like I was only there a semester, but I'm still really good homies with a bunch of people that I met there, even if it's over the phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 50% international. So it was a great cultural experience. And then the rigor of it was insane. Two to three times my workload at the U of M easy. Oh, sure. I was in 16 credits, had seven classes. Uh, a couple of my classes were like one credit courses, like my private instruction, but you get 10 hours a week of homework in it. Fuck. It, <laughs> oh my God. It was crazy. It's like a pressure cooker, that school, um, how hard they work you. But I got burned out of playing guitar and just learning about music in general. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to hone the beat making and, uh, I felt like creatively drained there just because I was getting pounded so hard by the schoolwork. Yeah. And everything, the big thing was everything was music and the people who thrive there, they can't live without music after they, you know, spend 50 hours doing homework, music homework in the week. They want to spend their free time going to a live show or listening to music. Yeah. And by the end of my school week, I'm like, the last thing I want to do now is play guitar, listen to music, go to live shows. So I was burnt out on music and that's how I, that's when I decided I didn't want to go back. I don't regret going. Yeah. What, uh, what, and it's probably for both, I guess, but start with Pete. Uh, like what about your transfer experience the first time? And this is probably more kind of like projecting out like future wise in life for you. Cause you're transferring back now to the U. Yeah. Like, what is like the one like takeaway you're taking going into this? That's like, I don't know, not changed, but like, like what's like, that's led to like whatever perspective you have now, like basing off of thinking back to that time you transferred to four, which is again, which is kind of a weird different place. So it might be more like abstract or more broad, but like, what are you taking away from the last time you transferred to now this time in terms of like, just knowing more of just being at a different place in life and, 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 basically starting over not starting over but like getting another shot at at the u yeah well me returning to the u now i'm looking at it it as i'm going to be doing classes part-time i don't maybe down the road i'll do a 15 credit semester but i i find i work best when i have more balance so working a job mm-hmm. taking two or three classes and then doing my studio stuff and I'm going back. I'm probably going to major in psychology. Don't have it set in stone. Um, Not because I think there's a lot of jobs available in that field. It's just something I become very interested in learning about. Mm -hmm. And I don't don't know if I'm going to ever end up utilizing the degree if I get it. I think my path is going to be something entrepreneurial. I think as cringy as that word has become. Um, that's just my history. Like I've talked about my hat selling business before when I was in fourth grade and t-shirts and everything. And the reason I want to go back to the U is 
I, I want to uh, mix and mash different fields. So instead of only learning about music, I like learning about music and then learning a little bit about psychology and hopefully somewhere down the road be able to combine elements in a way that either hasn't been done before or not many people are doing. Hmm. And <coughs> yeah, I'm not looking at it as a super high pressure situation picking the major yeah. like I used to. Yeah. That's no. the biggest thing. Yeah. No, that's I think a big part too where it's like how many people, again, going back to a little bit what we were talking about earlier, where it's like how many people, when you're doing it the first time around, like just know this is what they want to do. Or it's, I can then use it to do this to get to this point, and this is the place I want to be. And they, they don't know it yet, but what they're describing is just a lifestyle as what they, of what they think they want anyways. And again, they, they'll have they'll meet different people, and they'll meet or experience different things. And that, that lifestyle picture of like what ideal ideally they want later in life is probably going to change. Um, but instead of doing it that way now, I think that's like the big thing too of once you got into it a little bit or kind of like you've actually experienced it and like actually kind of like lived away from home and done that whole thing and like been on your own and actually had to make your own decisions and have actual like repercussions and consequences for when they don't go right. Um, like it changes that. And I think it changes like the, the major picking specifically of it, it becomes more about relating to like who you are as a person and like how you like process goes and less about like, this is what other people have told me, like why you need to pick a major of like, you need to pick business because if you want, if you want nice things, you need money and business people make money. It's like, or I could just like doing this kind of thing. I mean, that's definitely a thing too, but you've got to intrinsically want to, that's got to be the reason for you. And you can't be again, living somebody else's experiences for your own. Cause again, you might do that and like hate it or not be good at it and realize, hey, you actually also need to be good at the thing you pick. It's one thing to pick it because you want that to be part of who you are or get you to a certain point or whatever. But if you're not good at it, then that other, then it doesn't matter because you're never going to get there. And it's like, yeah, I think all, all the time when now people that I think are like, when I talk to them, like either really love their job or what they're doing or like I personally can like see them or like being super successful in whatever they are doing. It's the people that were like, yeah, I didn't choose it because it was going to get me to this thing that other people told me is like what success is. I was able to, at some point, like redefine what success means to me and do it on my own terms and pick things that I'm not, it's not going to make sense to everybody. And it might not even make sense to most people, but it makes sense to me. And it's going to be a thing that I create and can still, again, like live up to my own definition of success. I think that's. Like again, it you you figure it out in that way. I think it's really hard living your whole life being an actor and just playing a role and like forgetting who you are. And you get lost in that role sometimes. And if you're really good at it, sure. I think a lot of people will keep telling you that like, oh, you're doing so well. But I think everyone knows you're the only one that can get in your own head and like know what you're actually seeing and feeling and thinking. And there's plenty of times you're like, listen, everyone keeps telling me this is great, but I don't know. It doesn't feel great. I think it's, it's, it's tough. You have to like, kind of, again, like live through that stuff. But I guess for you, Ian being graduated now, but transferring, like, what do you take from like the, yeah. I think we talked about last, nice. last pod, but yeah. The poem was up on the wall or it's not in the wall at all. <laughs> or just it's in that binder thing they that, give you. No, it's still in this weird manila envelope. That's what I have in mind too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My, you have to buy like, I mean, you can buy them whatever, but I was going to buy like one of the wood frame ones. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, it's just cool. 
paid a lot of money for this this piece of paper, so maybe I'll frame it in something nice. And I go and look, and it's like, uh, it's like two hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck, I will right, wait for that. We're going to go to ten dollar frame from Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's like, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, mom, I really yeah. want one of the really extravagant ones that you can buy from the U. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, just, just guilt mom and dad or like grandparents into like. You know, I graduate college, and a great gift would be buying this $250 wood frame. I'd rather be like, great gift would be just straight cash. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Um, but, yeah, how do you, like, see the transferring part, but any of it, really, of, like, going through the college experience and, like, of the and the idea of, like, it's your decision. It's one of the first true decisions that's going to affect your life. Like, and now being graduated and having to figure out like what you're going to do with life and moving to LA, which is kind of right. transferring in a way. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's like your one takeaway that you're like pulling into that part now? I mean, you really just don't know until you do stuff, you know? Um, I didn't, I thought I was going to like Iowa until I did it. You know, I thought I was going to mm-hmm. like chemistry until I really did it. Um, so, like, for me, it, I guess, and kind of how, I, how I've always been, you know, is I just, like, I just make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been someone that I'll that'll just say, you know, screw it and just do it. Yeah. Um, I've never been someone that's really super indecisive. I might be indecisive with, like, like eating food and stuff, right? I mean, I can never figure out what I want to eat. But, like, actual decisions, I'm usually the guy that'll just, like, do, you know, just, like, all right, we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... For me, I mean, it was like going to Iowa and trying to learn all this science stuff. And it, for a while, I really liked it, you know. And then, um, you know, it was fine. But then, you know, I was like, all right, maybe I should transfer. And I said, all right, screw it. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I got to live through that. And so, like, my, the biggest takeaway from all that is just, like, doing – you just got to do it. I don't think there's any – you just got to do stuff. I mean, you can't really learn – Unless you just like really put yourself out there mm-hmm. and make yourself uncomfortable. I mean, like moving to Iowa was like super uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like even moving home and going to the U was like, su- it was still super nerve wracking kind of because I didn't know anybody. That did suck. I, 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 I didn't know anybody. Too. Yeah. I mean, like I knew people from high school, but it was like, I haven't talked to you in two years. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't even friends in high school. Um, so uh, it was just, it's just, I don't even know. I I can only tell people to just like make decisions and just go for it mm-hmm. because I mean, whether anything good or bad comes of it, I mean, you wouldn't, you're not going to grow unless you, you know, take those chances. Yeah. And I think honestly, like, I mean, I've always said this, I think, you know, as I probably say, I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. I honestly think everything, and then that things will just always work out. Um, I mean, I, I kind of just, like, live that way. Yeah. Um, and I and I think everything has, you know, for me at least, in my point of view. Maybe that's hindsight, you know, like, oh, everything's looking, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think I've ever been yet put in a position where, like, a major, quote-unquote, major life decision, not that I, you know, I mean, college stuff, you know, transferring job stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of my decisions I've looked back and been, like, all right, I'm like actually like super. I I'm feeling it right now, like super negative negatively impact yeah. by any of those decisions. Yeah. Now maybe I will in a couple <laughs> months. I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I just 
I've always just like, all right, we're just going to do it. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens, and we'll just get through it if problems arise. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think it's, I think, like, yeah, that's the biggest thing is identifying characteristics of it, right? It's not yeah. specifics, it's characteristics, which, again, overlap, but they're still different things. Mm-hmm. I think too many people focus on, to get a little Gary Vee-ish here, uh, like the specifics of it, of, like, What's the job? What's the role? How much money are you making? Where are you living? What are you like, all these things? But it's not the like characteristic side of things where it's like, no, actually, you need to be like adaptable. Actually, you need to be able to like roll with the punch and go mm-hmm. with the flow when it's really easy to not to. And for like what I hear out of that story is more, I'm good at making plans and going for them. But what I'm actually really good at is when those plans, for whatever reason, don't like turn up how I envision them whenever a path reveals itself of to go that way, I can still diverge and go take that path and not get bogged down by this is no longer following the path of the original plan I drew up, but it's still a path and it's still Mm -hmm. generally taking me in a direction I want to go. And that direction may be undefined and it may have had a definition yesterday, but then I met someone or experienced something or took a risk or a chance. And that definition changed today. And and for whatever reason, I don't know, but I don't really sit here and question that. And yeah, it, again, going back to, is this exactly how I drew it up, A to B to C to D? No. It might have went A to 7 to X to F to 4, whatever, right? And But am I heading – am I still moving? Mm-hmm. I think that's the – I feel I feel like Tom Brady stole it from me, but it's the don't confuse activity with achievement. Mm. Like am I actually achieving something or am I just like doing something? Right. And I think that's the like the big like thing that I hear I out of that. I think another thing though that I've learned is that – I mean at least for, about me – is like by doing those things is I cannot be like super bogged down by any one thing. I think, or at least job wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I went from, you know, doing, going pre-pharmacy, right? I was like, all right, that's too suffocating. Yeah. I need to expand that. I need to go to chemistry. I was like, all right, well, this is kind of sucks. All right, we're going to go to business. And while I did graduate with like business and marketing, I'm more of like, fashion stuff is like really what interests me now mm-hmm. and it's like when i think of what i want to be doing i'm not i mean at the moment i'm not really thinking about i want to be doing blank i just know that i want to be in a position like in a job that's not super restricting with day-to-day not i want the job to be fast mm-hmm. i want it to be non-traditional and I want it to be exciting. Yeah. So you're ad- identifying characteristics yeah. of it. Yeah. Not that's the specifics. like what yeah. I, the, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And all of a sudden now the jobs are weird. It's like, it's weird because you're instead of. Because I've been looking at jobs and I'm like, yeah. these all suck. Yeah. And I mean, I've never been not, I've never been someone that won't just do like put up with something. Yeah. You know, I've never been like that, you know, stubborn, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. And enduring is different than thriving. And again, yeah. it, sometimes it feels the same, which is weird, but there's plenty of times and examples of people that are just in jobs and can endure them. And it, and while they might be doing well at them, it's not ultimately what they want to be doing. And so again, it goes back to, are you just living someone else's uh, process for them? Or like, are you actually going about it and doing it in your own way? So I don't know. It, it is interesting. Is interesting for sure. About two two years ago in three months, right? Mm-hmm. I was walking in the U and I see Ian walking 
just in this the mall so area. I don't me. know Ian. Yeah. I, I recognize him from the high school because, you know, his hair is pretty unique. I see him walking around, and then, you know, we're living together two years from that. That's like less that, than two years. Right. That's, that's so crazy. That's super, like, that's like one of them small world stories. Yeah, it really is. Because, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that happens to me a lot. I mean, just granted by the nature of my head. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff, just, like, uh, when I think about that, I'm like, that is, like, some yeah. weird destiny. Like, imagine in high school if someone told you, yo, see that dude that's, like, two years older than you, right? Yeah, you're going to be living with him in, like, four and a half years. Yeah. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> Isn't that it, weird? That's it, it really weird. weird. It is super weird. It is weird to think of, like, I yeah, of having those, like, random encounters. But then... Because, but, like, that yeah. stuff happens to me a lot, though. Like, a lot of people... Like, I'll meet people, right? I mean, at school and be like, dude, yeah, I remember seeing you, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I know. I'm like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember. I don't... It's all those times that you you are just convinced that like nothing specific is going on, but like just like walking down the hall or something, like, especially like in high school, and then all of a sudden like you don't know what that moment is for that person though on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like you just only seeing it through you because again you're the only person who can be in your head. You can't be in their head seeing what they're seeing, and then yeah, yeah. you just so many people. Yeah, it happened for me so all the time in high school. Yeah. Like out of high school, just like yo, remember like, seeing me through the remember me? I'm like no, I don't remember you at all. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, any last uh. Last bits here before we wrap this up, actually. Um, no. I don't think, think so. so, right? Maybe we'll get more into like specifics of college down the road some other time. We'll yeah. Down down memory lane of all the uh, shenanigans. But, um, but yeah, no, I think uh, it's a good place to end. So uh, next week should be on again. I'll yeah. see why not. I Oh, I guess I do have to start that job in like a week and a half. Ooh. So update on the job thing for me. Um yeah, unfortunately. We were trying to go a full calendar year without working. We're going to be <laughs> short by about three and a half weeks, unfortunately. Um, Wait, was, really? Yeah, September 17th was the last day I worked. Yeah, I don't wow, count I, I don't count the grad assistant. To... Oh. Yeah, so if you want to count that, it was paying for my tuition, even though I still took out student loans, whatever. But um, mark that down for one of those regrettable decisions you're going to make that you don't think it's going to be that big of a deal when you're doing it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, – yeah, going back to back to work. I don't know how it's gonna work though. I haven't ever trained in virtually into a job that requires you to be in site or on site. So we'll see. I don't know. Holding crossing fingers for a couple other things, maybe to work out and maybe some things have changed, but until then. Uh for Monger Man, Ian the intern. What's up? Uh see you next time. Peace. Later. <laughs>